The following podcast discusses alternative sexual practices in loving and detailed terms, and as such may not be appropriate for young children, those who do completely random key changes during bar karaoke, or my mother. Mom, I know you want to be supportive of my endeavors, but seriously, stop the podcast and walk away. Listener discretion is advised. Companion, a podcast of wholesome kink and perverted knitting. I'm Sarah Kane. I'm Lansing Mike. Oh, and we are. I'm. I'm still recovering from last night. <laughs> Had wonderfully intense time at DBC mm-hmm. last night, but I'm also still getting used to uh, the husband oh. working third shift. Um, he's, you know, he's quiet. He is respectful when he is up overnights, but apparently I've gotten used to sleeping next to a warm, snoring body. So not having a warm, snoring body to curl up next to has messed with my sleep patterns. Who knew? Well, that was one thing when I had a you know five-year relationship that broke up. That was one of the harder things to get used to was not having that presence in the bed. Yeah. And then the other funny thing is, because it took so long to get used to it. Mm-hmm. And you've, you know, been, you know, 20-some years sleeping without a body. And suddenly there is one. It's like, ah, I, ah, there's something in my way. And I don't know where to put my arms. And... <laughs> I can't sleep diagonally anymore. And so, so yeah. So, but then you get used to it. And it's like, okay. Okay. Yeah. And then, yeah. So. Same thing with the rings. Like we had a kind of engagement-ish ring and had that on and it took a long time to get used to it. And then once I had it, was used to it and then it all fell to hell. It's only I didn't have it on anymore. It's like, okay, now that has to be gotten used to. It's like, okay. So uh, to supplement the household income, my husband has taken a part-time third shift job. And first day was March 1st. Hmm. Well, first night was uh, the night of March 1st. We're recording this on the 5th, so it's yeah. pretty new. Yeah, it's still pretty new. We are we are still adjusting to everything, but being an overnight shift, he is still able to do most of the other things that, that he wants to do. It's just a matter of getting the sleep schedule under control, but he is still able to sing uh, in groups that he's in able to uh, volunteer at the libraries and so that's good and yeah the money will be good my my only concern is uh, a very tired husband driving the 15 miles back home that, that concerns me slightly but you know the sun is up fortunately by mm-hmm. the, the time he uh, gets on the road so that helps but yeah, so gossip, gossip, and um, fun times. Let's yeah. see. I think my I might have had the first chronological. Um, okay, a party. Um, mm-hmm. There's just someone I know locally who basically he has people over at his house. When I think he has friends who come over from Chicago. Okay, he has some kinkster friends that he knows in Chicago, and if they come over, I think he tries to host a gathering. And so uh, there's someone there from Grand Rapids, a couple from Chicago. Couple from Detroit, someone from Flint, a uh, couple from Lansing. So it's it's funny. People I know who throw parties tend to have parties <laughs> with very few Lansing people, and tend to be more cast, you know, yes. cast far, Which is cool because you meet some people that you normally wouldn't meet at the bar. Yeah. Um. It was uh, Kingsters uh, mostly. There was again someone with a sleep sack. Uh, got many people were got put into that and had their bits. Played with with toys and that, and, uh, and then there was a uh, several pups. So um, it was you know interesting. Um, I was not at my best because I was coming down with something, Ooh. and I was like, I'm sick, so I really can't participate. Um, don't know how much I would have participated anyways because also I realized I think I'm the oldest there, and it's like 
these are all kids. <laughs> what not, am not, I doing not, not actual children. Well, uh, of legal age. Yes, um, but still, yes. they're they're in their twenties. You know, and so uh, you know the kind who you can come multiple times in an evening. Bless their hearts. Um, and uh, I'm like, you know, I maybe good for one, and even then, it's probably not going to happen. Uh, yes, uh, but the. Uh, so, but no, I just, you know, I knew I was coming down with something. So it's like, okay, the mouth does not touch other people. So, um, and even like, you know, snacks and that. It's like, be very good with the tongs, taking blocks of cheese and putting on my plates and not inoculating everything. <laughs> but, you know, just, and I mean, there were some, you know, back rubs given and, mm-hmm. you know, I touched people. But, you know, also it just, I just was not energy levels. I know someone offered me like a nice back massage. Someone was giving basically Swedish massages to people and, he was like, you want one? And I'm like, no, I'm really tired. I'll fall asleep. He's like, that's okay. And I'm like, no, I want to sleep in my own bed. So it was it was interesting. Um, like I said, uh, I saw pictures afterwards. Because I left early-ish. Okay. But um, I saw pictures afterwards of a big old puppy pile of, like, I think five puppies all I, I think together. I saw the same picture. And, that yeah, there were five in that photo. And shortly thereafter, the person who took the picture added themselves to yes. the pile. <laughs> and I think because I think a lot of people a lot of people were staying overnight at the at the uh, event and I mean I live a mile away so but because I had not felt good it was one of those cold nights too. Yeah. So uh, yeah, we it, were spoiled for a week of really nice spring weather and then cold again. And then being someone's uh personal apartment um it's kind of a loft so it doesn't heat up You'd really have to super crank it up for people to be scantily clad and be comfortable, especially when it's mid-20s outside. Well, that's what the sleep sack and the puppy puddle is for. Yeah, but, uh, you know, like that did not prompt me to take off any clothing, so I was, like, fully dressed pretty much the entire evening. So, um, like I said, it was interesting to watch. Uh, There were some pretty things. There was, you know, one young man who... uh, Basically, nice body and, you know, was very proud of that. Well, I don't think he was proud of it. He was just like, I don't work out. That's just what comes naturally. I'm like, use it while you have it. Because the genetics work for a while and then somewhere in the mid-30s, late-30s tops, yeah, it will not not stay so nice without work. Um, And also, I'm thinking to myself... And just think how you'd look if you put some effort into it. <laughs> I mean, no, I mean, honestly, he was except very attractive, right? Um, you know, very nice body, uh, but you know, upper, you know, five percentile. But you know, just things like, oh, if you just like, you know, three hours a week at the gym, and you'd be, you'd be model quality. Yeah, you'd be one percent. You not that yeah. there's much to do with a model quality body because honestly, well, you model or you uh, which is act. well, but that those are hard lives. And you have a very small window. I do not envy anyone who has the body and then thinks that that's what they need. Because you're going to get used like a piece of meat and probably not paid very well and cast aside very quickly. It's, you know, I think we all glamorize the idea of actors and models and porn stars and sundries. But the truth, I, I think the truth is also very harsh. It, it, it's something you do in your 20s and realize that when you turn 30, you better have that backup plan. It's a great way to pay for college. <laughs> and put money into savings. Yes. yes. That's what all 20-somethings do is take every bit of extra money they have and invest it, which would actually probably serve them goddamn well. well. They, they, you know, but no, it, it gets all, spent on... All of the 20-year-olds that I know that actually have extra money are being good about it, and they are putting stuff away in their 401ks. But and those are the ones that have extra money. Most of the the vast percentage of 20-year-olds I know don't have extra money. Well, no, the, see, my not, joke is yeah. that there's no such thing as extra money. It's like, oh, I'm not starving and I was able to pay my rent. You think that's extra money. No, that's the money that goes for toys, toys and events yeah, and, yeah. and all the fun stuff that you think comes with adulthood. And it's like, well, yeah, that's nice, but you'd also well, I mean, much rather have a retirement plan. Well, I, but I, you still have to have that entertainment line item in the budget. Otherwise, you go stir-crazy. Eh, yeah, it depends. So. I mean, it, it, you, it, it seems essential at the time, but when you look back on it and you're eating cat food in your dotterage, it's like, do I really need to buy all those fucking DVDs? <laughs> or, you know, do I really need to spend for that porn site? How, what did it really get me? 
got me an orgasm. Got it. It distracted me from the endless ennui of existence for five minutes. And maybe those five minutes should have been spent looking at your life and saying, "What do I really need to be happy?" I mean, if it's actually giving you joy, then more power to you. But I think most of the diversions we do don't really give us the joy that we think. You know, it's it's um it's like fast food. It's it's good for the moment, but it's really hurting us in the long run. And a bit of reflection and hey, how about something that actually like isn't hurting us, isn't, isn't fucking our future selves. Those of us who have future selves. Oh, that bit of, (laughs) and on that happy note. So, but it was a, it was a a fun party. Uh, but I said, um, yes, it'd been more fun to be, uh, uh, an active participant, which I really was not. So it's like, and and not, yeah. If you hadn't been, um, sick, sick and and word, cause it's like, I don't want to be that person who, you know, goes and, has some fun, and then afterwards you hear everyone's come down with something, and you're like, oh, so sorry. Yeah. Especially if you're, you know, some people are very active, you don't know how the immune systems are in that room, you know? I I think people are much more aware of stuff and take care of themselves, but, you know, you have a crowd of people who are very, you know, active. There's increased possibility of, you know, some, some of the immune systems might not be uh, 100%. Yeah. Well, then... Let's see here. Uh, this Friday mm-hmm. was first Friday in March, and um, Esquire Esquire Bar. And while it was a smaller crowd, yeah, they came from all over. A couple uh, from Ann Arbor and Flint, uh, a Kalamazoo, uh, a new a new puppy from Kalamazoo, and about four of us from Lansing. So I mean, we filled yeah. up a table. It was also a karaoke night, so it was a pretty busy bar. Yeah, night. pretty busy, kind of loud, and yeah, you know, I realized that you know people who sing karaoke are not you know good singers. They're just en- enthusiastic about. Well, it. actually, there was. I mean. The quality of singing that night, I think, was better than the typical... Wednesday is a typical karaoke night at Esquire. Uh-huh. And there's some regulars who take great pride in the fact that they're not very good. Oh. And so they 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 push it. They make it more of a spectacle. It's kind of like the, the drag queen who just does the horror face and, you know, just goes far, you know, just does it for the, the effect. Right. As opposed to trying to make a beautiful, sculpted-looking... Make a face. No, you go for something that's horrific, and I think there's a few that do go for that. Just this shrill, off-key, trying to be Cher, but it's more of a a performance. Oh, only one person in this world can be Cher. Well, two, Chad Michaels. But uh, so yeah, so um, compared to that, I thought uh, the Friday karaoke one. I mean, there were none that were just so horrible that I felt like okay, I need to walk away because i know someone who's done karaoke and he told me a little secret for him is that there's those occasional people who sing and he has to take a smoke break during those songs because there's some people he just can't deal yeah with yeah no, th- there were yeah there was nobody that was claw your ears out nope. horrible there were there were a couple of clunkers um a couple of people who um yeah i i mentioned at the table i'm like uh, you'd sound a lot better if you took it down an octave because you are stretching your range at the high end for, for like the, the, the top third of the song is out of your range. But, um, um but no, I mean, it was a good crowd. Uh, yeah. like I said, uh, like I said, a uh, new person who mm-hmm. I think you pulled into there yes. uh, from recon. F- yes. From okay. recon on God either God. Wednesday or Thursday. Um, the pup from Kalamazoo, um, Cruised me on recon, okay. and I wrote him back saying scritches, and um, we, you know, basically hit it off. Uh, and I took uh, re- advice from a recent Savage Lovecast that he said for these online hookups, don't have it build up a lot, meet quickly. Mm-hmm. Yes, and so I'm like, hey, come on out to First Friday at Esquire, and. We'll see what happens. And yeah, he is new to the pup scene. Mm-hmm. Um, he in he likes the con- concept of pup space, and he likes getting scratches. Um, doesn't really have any gear yet. Uh, I gave my general advice for pup gear, and that is, you can be a pup without any gear at all. But when you start buying gear, the first thing you should buy 
is a good set of knee pads and that everything else is optional. Um, But yeah, I mean, you can go to, you know, full body suit, mask, mitts, tail, Mm -hmm. and you you can end up spending a lot of money on it. Or, you know, you go to the sporting goods store, plunk down 20 to 30 bucks for a good set of knee pads so that you can romp around on the floor and not be in agony the next day. Yeah. And that's really all you need. Um, so, and yeah, he was like, oh, I, I want to get a hood. I want to get a plug tail. Um, I gave him some recommendations for those. Mm-hmm. Um, I do like the new hood from Mr. S. Um, not the style that I have, but the style that, um, the, the newer style that they have that is more of a full head hood. Um and then a, a muzzle on that. I think I've seen those. Yeah, yeah I think I've, I've liked the aesthetics of those. It kind of, kind of reminds me of like you know um, of Captain America's new outfit, yeah, Chris Evans. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, know yeah. The, the helmet. You know you have the old kind of helmet and that, but this one is it's more form fitting and kind of molded to the head. It seems right. And one of the nice things about um, that newer style is. I've seen a lot of photos and seen this in person is you can stick your tongue out below the, the edge of the muzzle. Mm-hmm. So you can see the actual person's tongue. And so because the bottom of the muzzle is open, it makes it much easier to get things in the puppy's mouth. Like straws or drinks. Yes. Let's go with that. <laughs> I'm thinking what you'd see at the bar. You know what? Right. Well, no, but yeah. I mean, I can, with the hood that I have, um, I can drink a long neck beer Mm -hmm. without a problem. Um, And yeah, anything, any drink with a straw, I can do. Um, But yeah, I can't, yeah, I I can't have fun with Mm -hmm. my hood on. Um, So I just, I'm picturing, I know someone who has a, a latex pup. Uh, hood, mm-hmm. and, but it's one of the ones that has kind of a almost a realistic look to it. Yeah, and there's this wonderful video of him, I think, on XTube. Uh, well, it's his hood, but someone else is wearing. But it's his cock getting sucked through it, and it's it's wow. And he's like, <laughs> "Yeah, that's gotten a lot of views, and people like know me from that." And it's like, "Wait, it's a great cock. It's it's nice to be known. For it, it's a like great that. cock. It's a great hood. It, there are worse things in this world to be known for. Mm-hmm. Yes. So. And that and the other, the photo spread that was him basically standing in a lake with the hood on and nothing else. It was a very pretty set of photos. It's like, oh. Oh, puppy in a lake. Happy puppy in a lake. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. the uh, But, yeah. And uh, then, well, you left. I left about 11. That, yeah, that's when my energy earlier. was starting to go. Um, I, again, uh, my energy, it was interesting because uh, usually a lot of times my energy is dead because it's been a long week and I just get there and it's like, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I, you know, I felt pretty good. Um, I was, you know, pretty much watching other people interact and com- and I felt bad because I really wanted to have more conversation with some of the people. Like, like some of the guys I know kind of casually and right. I should talk to more to get to know them better, but I was just not feeling on. Hmm. And I, until it got down to, uh, like I said, uh, the, the new guy, um, after you left, he was still around and I started talking to him and found out we have some things in common and, it, and we actually just had a good old fashioned talk about our nerd stuff that we both Yay. enjoy. I know. So I was like, Oh, cool. And he seemed to appreciate that. I think he was happy to have an outing where he could just kind of have other elements and simply the, the bar, you know, get to mm-hmm. know hook up kind of thing, which it really wasn't. Uh, but yeah, it's funny because, you know, I had no, you know, he was, he's, he's cute and he's nice and he's nerdy. And I just had such a good time talking with him about games that the idea of like trying to lure him back to my place for hijinks was just, I didn't even think about it. Afterwards, like, huh. It's like, eh, no, place is kind of messy. It's probably for the best. But even at the time I was like, oh no, I just want to talk about nerd stuff. Yeah. I realize I'm, I'm a nerd way before I'm a gay or a kinkster, but <laughs> So, yeah, so uh, the first Friday was nice, I thought. Um, you know, it would have been nice if it had been a non... Uh, Non-karaoke night. Just be quieter. Yeah. You know, I like... The thing I like about Esquire is it's a neighborhood bar where you should be able to sit down and just be able to uh, talk. Yeah. 
but you know, I I can't blame the bar. I mean, they they need, pulls in people. Yeah, it makes pull, money. Makes they are money, business. So yeah, I can't can't complain there. Yeah, we do not pull in enough people ourselves yet. Maybe one day that that you know they would block off the first Friday and mm-hmm. say, nope the the pups and the leather guys are, are going to be here on Friday. We don't need a oh, DJ extra. or a karaoke. That that by itself is enough. At least karaoke is better than the DJ. Seems to me the DJ just gets to be very loud, and I don't know if it's ever no one ever like dances or anything. So I I don't know. I think the karaoke serves them better than DJs because it seems like more people come for that. And um, so that I think leads to uh, Detroit Bondage Club. Yeah, which the, was last the night. Last night was Detroit Bondage Club. Um, a lot of new faces, uh, and and some old faces that hadn't been there for a oh, while. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, uh, it, it was. We started out very slow. We got there early. Yes. And uh, there was a lot of people just sitting in the main commons room. And, and it didn't seem like uh, you went off and started doing something upstairs. Yes. And uh, that was, and then and then people just started, like the doorbell kept ringing and people kept showing up. Um, yeah. It, it, it was, was yeah. It, yeah, it filled up. And a lot of, like, uh, there's a new uh, couple that showed up who had just huge bags of toys and that they came prepared. They're definitely kinksters, but it had been their first time at DBC. Um, another guy who showed up, it was funny, uh, one guy who showed up who was just there, and a uh, nice-looking guy, and it's like, oh, and uh, Willie was hoping to see him in action, but uh, he just walked around fully clothed, checked it out, sat in the main room, and then disappeared. And I was like, oh. Um, and then another guy who showed up who, uh, about the same, but he, I mean, he at least, you know, he had a... a a cap and a bar vest and mm-hmm. jeans and was walking around without a shirt and uh, again was checking things out looked to be appreciating stuff and then just disappeared also I'm like oh but that kind of probably worked out for the best because it's like if uh, if I'd been distracted by them I might have missed other new faces that show up which were quite lovely but uh, we um, there was one guy who wasn't new he'd been there once before I think and uh but he, I think he was kind of ready to try something. And, mm-hmm. um, yeah, uh, basically someone basically, uh, they have that wall of rope webbing. Yes. That kind of yeah. se- separates the downstairs. Uh, he, yeah, he ended up getting tied to that. And then uh, blindfolded. And then the uh, clothespins came out. And he had quite the array of clothespins put all in very tender spots. Um it's funny because then I kind of leaned in and mentioned to him as as I saw the bag of clothespins come out. I'm like, okay, listen, uh, do you know what the words are to slow down or stop this? Should something happen that you don't want to have happen? And he's like, no. And it's like, okay. So I explained the whole concept of yellow Yellow, and redding out of a situation, and the the top was like, oh yeah, that's a good thing. (laughs) So it was a joint effort. Um, uh, th- those are important things to know at yes. a dungeon. Oh, but this guy, it's, it's so amusing because, I mean, he got down to his underwear, but he was just like rock hard the entire time in his underwear until we got him tied up. And, you know, until someone finally brought him off, uh, he was, yes, I think enjoying himself. So hopefully it becomes more of a regular and, and we learn to do more stuff with him. Uh, and then, uh, I was, oh, um, I saw a lovely wasn't quite a hog tying, but I saw someone tied to the upper bed that has yes. kind of the cushion slats. Uh, they're face down with their legs kind of, you know, brought up and kind of up to their ass and their mm-hmm. hands behind their back. And they're tied down kind of in a hog tie, but also tied to the bed itself. Right. Was having things done to them um, and seemed to be enjoying that. And that was uh, the rope work I thought was interesting and something new. I hadn't seen a lot of um, some spankings. Yes. There are a couple birthdays and uh, some people getting some, oh, I, I do not think he's sitting down even yet. No, no. Oh, that poor, oh, that ass. I, I don't know if there was blood, but it was very red. Well, there were two birthdays. One was the dungeon master mm-hmm. um, and then another couple. Uh, one of them uh, turned uh, 56. We had an array of uh, implements Mm -hmm. to use on him. Um, In the position that we were in, we weren't able to really use a flogger or single tail because Mm -hmm. it was just too cramped. You you couldn't get a good swing. But we had 
paddles, uh, of a variety of uh, materials. Uh, some saw canes. Yes, yeah, several some metal canes. rods. Yes, I saw Met- you walk in there with a couple of those like souvenir baseball bats. Yes, batons. But, yeah, um, batons. Uh, a wiffle ball bat that. Um, so you know, one of those big, wide mm-hmm. plastic bats. Oh. That it makes a heck of a sound, but it's not nearly as painful as some of the other things that uh, we used on him. Sometimes that sound can just that satisfying thwack. Yeah, for well, definitely the audience, but even the bottom when you just hear that loud sound, it's, I think it just registers. Right, and so the bottom is a pain pig. Mm-hmm. Let, let's be honest about that, and. One would hope, considering what was happening to his ass. Yes, uh, that th- yeah, well, we did a number to his ass and a, a few other parts of him too. Um, so it was decided very early on that just doing fifty six mm. wouldn't be enough. So instead, we did one, one two, one two three, one two three four, and so on, and changing implements and uh, who was swinging it. Uh, with each set. So I uh, ran the numbers. Uh, so he got thwacked a grand total of 1,596 times. Yeah, I think I was there for somewhere in the early 20s. I was hearing yeah. him count up and it's like, oh, okay. Yeah. That, and when I told him that at the end, he was like, wow, really? I'm like, yeah, I mean, oh, you, you, you guys were, were in there at, for quite a while. Oh, yeah, and yeah, when we came out, um, I looked at the clock on the wall um, that it said that it was like uh, five to one, and I'm like, it doesn't feel like five to one, and no, that clock was broken. It was quarter to eleven, <laughs> but yeah, that that was a long involved scene, and yeah, um, I also saw uh, there well. Always, as always, I saw some fisting happening, mm-hmm. and uh, and also, uh, and then some just good old fashioned fucking upstairs in the sling. It was kind of nice because I just kind of sat down in the main room, and uh, there's some lovely videos on the screen. But then you know, turn your head a few degrees, and there's someone in the sling getting fucked pretty deeply. And then some new other new people showed up, and it became kind of a crowd. Thing and then someone else ended up in the sling and it, I think some fisting was happening up there too and yeah it it was pretty busy yeah um, I did get I got my hand in um, a regular mm-hmm. um, and he provided a J loop that had clove oil added oh. to it and um, th- it was a pleasant fragrance and he said that. Um, that was supposed to have some relaxing, numbing mm. qualities to it. Um, it didn't have any relaxing or numbing qualities on my hand, so I I don't know how it. Well, felt. hands aren't. Uh, yeah. Well, hands yeah, are, yeah. No, I mean there there are these things that we touch everything with, so they're you know have this layer of skin and desensitivity. So right. And so up and yeah, ass. Yeah. yeah, compared to mucous membranes. Yeah, yeah I. I don't know how it, it, he, he was having a good time and yeah, I, you know, gave, gave him a good push and ended up with a, a nice load of cum being pushed out of a limp dick, which is always a fun thing yeah, to I see. Yeah, I was, uh, because just the way the room is, the, the fister is, it has the back to you. So you're not really, unless you get a good angle, you can't really see what's going on. Uh, so I was watching a little bit and just watching his face. Oh yeah, yeah. And he, he has over, great over, facial over, Yes, over your shoulder. I was just watching him getting into it, and it was like that was very nice to see. Yeah, I mean, in theory, if if we wanted to make that area more audience friendly, we'd probably angle the mirror more because mm. there is a mirror over the sling. Yeah, but it's really designed I so think for the yeah, person in the sling. For, yeah, to it's see. designed for the person who's in the sling to which, be able to see what's being done, which is which, kind of important. Yeah, for if you want to, um, because that's what ended up happening. Uh, well, later I think it was eleven ish, eleven thirty ish. Someone showed up, uh, another new person, but mm-hmm. not just new person. Someone who's just visiting Detroit. They're from out of state, and they happened to be on recon and talked to someone who was a regular and heard of this, so they showed up. 
And it was really nice. Well, he shows up and very, you know, nice looking guy and did not do the typical new thing of he was there to have something done to him because he did not like wander around fully clothed and just kind of check it out. No. Uh, as soon as he comes in, he goes into the, found out, you know, that's the coat room and got down to his underwear and shoes. And it was like, you know, just kind of stripped down and started walking around and I'm like, okay. And was chatting and, uh, with people. And I'm just like thinking to myself, it's like a new person. Cool. Uh, new attractive person. Cool. That I thought, you know, I, I knew they were a first timer, but I thought maybe they knew some of the people because they seemed to be very comfortable just walking around in underwear. But, uh, or they're just generally comfortable walking around in underwear. So. As this person should be because <laughs> he was very nicely put together. Um, and then, you know, we we're just talking and, you know, he was kind of looking around. It's like, well, so what do you like done? And he's like, oh, you know, tying and edging and all that. And mm -hmm. uh, he was kind of eyeing the cross, but also the uh, kind of Gulliver's table, the massage table that has little hooks in it that you can just yep. tie someone down. And, uh, you know, he's talking to two rope tops and someone else. <laughs> and we're like, this could be arranged here, you know. And, you know, get off that underwear, and he did, and uh, he was tied down and had about four people working on him and doing horrible things with uh, ice. And, I mean, the ice kind of came out because uh, he wanted edging, and, you know, he'd be like, oh, I'm getting ready. And so we all, like, kind of backed away from the cock. And we're like, we, we, we need to cool this boy down yes. a little bit. He was also very nice because uh, he was, like, Kind of telling you what he wanted done, not uh, like, oh, do this now, do that. But, you know, at one point, I think I was playing with his neck because I think I'm just kind of a strangler at heart. <laughs> there it's are, like, there I, are those my, at DC my hand, my hands, enjoy that. My hands tend to go for necks. I don't know if it's a Darth Vader fetish. I don't know. It's something. But um, it did. And he's like, yeah, I like my neck and face played with. I'm like, oh, okay. Say no, say no more. <laughs> yeah. We can work on this. Um, we brought him off and then, you know, he threw back on the underwear, but was still hanging out and then was helping someone else out. So that was nice. He was mm -hmm. reciprocating and working on someone in the sling with a, a vibrator. So kind of helped to, you know, I kind of went and lended some hands and then some more people came by. And then also just, I felt like, okay, he's there. He's working pretty diligently trying to get this guy off. Um, I felt kind of sorry for him. So then I, one of my hands went toward him and he kind of getting aroused again. And I'm like, Oh, okay. <laughs> you know, at some point it's Let's like, go for round two. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, he was working on the guy, but, uh, I think at one point it's like, I was behind him. And it's like, do you like rimming? Cause some guys are like, no, you know, mm -hmm. the ass is like off limits. Um, and he had been tied down on his back. So there really wasn't much play with his ass. Right. It's like, do you like rimming? He's like, Oh yeah. I'm like, okay. Bend forward a little bit. <laughs> yeah, get, get that underwear around your ankles. And uh, and then, you know, once we got off the guy, it was funny because the guy who was in the sling, um, he wasn't seeming to get, he wasn't getting really hard. I didn't know how much, how long it would take to get him off because he wasn't getting really hard. And I'm like, okay, is this going to be one of those things where it's just going to be a long time as, you know, I don't know how long or how much time is getting later. But I think once we had more hands on deck, so to speak, yes, yes. and uh, more attention, and he was hearing more sounds of what was going on around him, that, I think, clicked it off and got... And then also, uh, the use of the vibrator in the right spots, I think, uh, once he was learned. So once we had him off, then it was like, okay, uh, you, new guy, get in that sling. <laughs> and slings I, were popular that night. yes well he he goes i have not been in a sling before and it's like oh oh, oh honey oh, you're a summer to... child we got him uh strapped in there and i think i i almost felt bad because i kind of no i did i monopolized his ass completely it's like i was either my face was in it or fingers um at one point it was getting intense and he was enjoying it and i did kind of lean in it's like do you want to be fucked and he was like uh not wasn't a thing he was really into. So it's like, don't worry. Okay. There's plenty of other things to do. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, so, uh, and other people came in and again gave him attention. And, uh, but he, yeah, he specifically did not want a blindfold on because I think he wanted to make use of the mirror and see what was being done to him. Mm -hmm. And uh, he, we brought him off again. So it's like, it was a very, was which is one of those really fun times that just kind of, sometimes the universe throws that at you. This beautiful stranger who wants a bunch of, you know, older tops just make taking advantage of them and it's like oh yes thank you i was just happy to be in the right place at the right time to take advantage of that so that was super pleasant sadness that you know he's not a regular or we'll probably never see again but but that's okay sometimes well, you just have to accept the 
the, he'll, the, those go back, he'll go back to Boston, tell stories of the wonderful time he had, and maybe we'll get more East Coasters to... There weren't more East Coasters. I met East Coasters. They're, you know, they're just humans like every... Oh, that was something. Um, I don't necessarily need East Coasters. I, I, I liked him. <laughs> Well, maybe you can connect. I'm sure there's, him, I'm but... sure there's boring people from Boston and, and, uh, you know, no, I mean, yeah, no, I'm not big on distances and you, you take it for what it was. I mean, it's not the start. It, of... it, it was a wonderful, glorious moment. And you, which you have to accept, but yeah, part of me just really wants to be like, Oh, wish I got in his name, wish, you know, I, I want that experience where you have a really fun time and then you exchange emails so you can at least be Facebook friends, which I've had with tricks and that I find the most satisfying. I mean, yes, you'll never see them again, but at least there's that connection saying, hey, this was fun. Let's at least go through the motions of being friends. <laughs> you know, and actually right. that to right. me meant a lot to me. And it's like, cool. And it's like, you, you run back to California and you be your crazy self. And it's like, okay, but that felt the most satisfying to me was at least making that effort at connection. So I'm trying to think what else. Oh, what else you did? Yeah. Um, yeah, after, yeah, I, I, energy was more or less spent after the massive spanking scene. Mm-hmm. Um, I did, did finally get off um, with a nice, a, a very nice older gentleman uh, was kind enough to sit on my face and work my nipples. So that's when you were cursing on the car ride back? Yes. Because the, yeah. the, the nipple play had been very intense. It, it it's, had it, lovely, but intense, and and afterwards, I had to find <laughs> my nipple ring again and find the teeny tiny little steel ball that goes in it, so it doesn't fall out. And and yeah, and occasionally when I shifted on the car hull, I was like, oh. <laughs> And yeah, had to had to sleep on my right side so that I wouldn't put any pressure on it. But you know, those are the good fun memories. Mm-hmm. That, um, yeah, I I could have done without having to reinsert my jewelry right. just because that oh, it, it is such a pain when it is that small. Um, yeah, I have a friend. He he's in a nipple plan. His feeling is that it they need to be. He needs to feel it the next day for it to be a good session. He doesn't want just a light, you know, tapping. He wants them just wrenched and he wants them bruised, you know. And if he knows if he can feel it the next day, he's, for him, it's been a good session. Yeah. And, you know, that is, you know, I, I've known, you know, times when I've bottomed and you just like, you know, you you feel it the next day. Oh, yeah. And yeah. it's like, oh, uh, you know, it's, it's kind of nice. It's like you're, especially if the next day is you're doing something completely mundane with, you know, non-kinksters and you're just kind of like feeling that soreness and all that, and you're like, okay. This... Well, like um, a few weeks ago, I talked about on the last show when I played with Big Boots mm-hmm. uh, and his partner that, yeah, I mean, I felt my ass for, for the next day and going to the can uh, that first time afterwards and having that stretch again was an interesting experience. And yeah, so the, the, those happy memories and those sense reminders mm-hmm. and yeah, uh, I guess it would be yeah. the same thing with like, Mark's leaving behind. Um, and that was one thing I noticed on the one guy um, that we had the two sessions with uh, while he was working on the other guy. I was noticing the, the rope lines on, you know, mm-hmm. across his bicep and that. And just, you know, when you've been in a, you know, he wasn't tied super tight. But, um, uh, but sometimes you do. You'll see the rope, you know, marks for another day. Um, also, uh, vac cubes. The seams where the you know where the the, the yeah. pieces come together, yeah, it'll pull you, pull your capillaries, and yeah. you well you just get welts these yeah. line welts where all the pieces meet. And I remember at IML, you could tell everyone who had been in the cube the day before because there'd be lines still on them, and uh, so it's you know there's or you know bites or hickeys or things like that. Yeah, you know, or, or all just or, little reminders, or not being able to sit down for two days. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like what was it, it was yeah. on the. Yeah, I, oh, Subway. I was at Subway, and there's a cute guy who makes subs. And I, I think it was like the day after uh, Valentine's Day, and I noticed that, yeah, he had uh, some discoloration on his neck you know, by the collar line. I'm like, oh, oh yes. you lucky boy. It's like someone was just, you know, sucking on there. 
hopefully that was it. I mean, you couldn't really, you couldn't see teeth marks or anything. Or it could have just been a bruise, but it's like, I'm hoping that happened. We we hope that you enjoyed getting that, yes, that while mark you, while you were naked and hopefully your boyfriend was just latched down there because, you know, I want to think the best of people. And it's like, <laughs> I want to think that, you know, this, this scruffy, you know, cub guy at the subway is, you know, making it with other guys. <laughs> yeah, I... Yeah, it, I I find I do that, that if I see two guys like eating together at uh, a, a diner mm-hmm. or just walking down the street together, I'm like, I, I, I just in my mind say, oh, yeah, they're a couple, of course. Mm-hmm. But, you know, but, you know, I'm like I'm in a diner. I'm in downtown Lansing. It's 1230. No, they probably just work together, but. Yeah, I can dream. I <laughs> know. Uh, I mean, why not? It's like, yeah. you know, I, I, I like to have the default, you know, be what everyone, you know, if people see two guys together, I know many couples who get mistaken for brothers. Oh, you're brothers. And it's like, really? That's a fucking stretch because genetically they don't look at all similar. Well, uh, I, I but do, people I want do to, know couples that, that end up looking like each other. But, you know, in this case, like it's like they don't. And I think people are just like, oh, well, we can't think that you're a couple. God forbid we should, you know, go there. So how else are these two guys together? It's like, oh, they must be brothers? And it's like, no. Or if you, you know, ever see a man and a woman together, I think the default's like, oh, they're a couple. Right. And it's like, you know, we... we have some weird things with male female friendship not being sexual, so you know our society thinks, oh, well, you know, it must be. So I like to think I like to go the other extreme and just assume that any two guys I see, you know, are fucking. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, when I was in the triad, um, the other two members um, they had cultivated an image that they were father and son. Mm-hmm. Uh, the The age differential was right. It's about 23 years, I want to say, between yeah. the two of them. Um, and, I mean, they've got similar build and, you know, similar facial features. Um, but, so, yeah, they, they cultivated that. And, uh, nope, father and son, nope, we're, we're not fucking mm-hmm. each other. Of course not. No, that would, no. But, yeah, so... Uh, those things. Okay. Uh, moving on before my uh, phone battery dies, I was passed along a posting on Tumblr, and I passed that to you, mm-hmm. Mike. Um, about... I even read it. You didn't read it? No, I, I even read it. Oh, you even read it. Oh, good. Which is the surprise. <laughs> like, well, oh, yeah, it was, yeah, it was short. It was short. Yes, I, I was grateful for that because I'm like, okay, I'm going to be reading this thing. I. Brought it up at work while I was working. I was like, okay, let's read this article. I was like, oh, okay. It, it it's, it's a, yeah, a short article, but a good place to uh, jump off of. Um, and it was, talk. it's talking about how to be a pup or a pet or it, it, this, I could even see this working for littles who don't have a partner, a dominant, an alpha. Mm-hmm. You know, how do you honor your pup self and exercise that muscle when you don't have someone to do it with mm-hmm. right um and you know part of it uh, uh, this this came about because there had been rumblings um on one of the puppy boards that I was on that there was a bad uh handler out there who was taking advantage of guys and um you know being generally emotionally abusive and oh yeah he charged an adoption fee <laughs> if you want me to be your handler you will pay me x amount of money and I'm like you know we talked about cash masters in the past but uh yeah no no so um this came up as all as i can think of is you better be you better have some damn fine skills at handling if you expect to be paid for it you expect to be, a, you know, a professional handler. It's like you better be really damn good at it. Oh, and no, he was doing it via chat. So, yeah, I, 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 I okay, not get, good radio. I just yeah, made a face. Yeah, yeah, no, the the no the face. I think the face you made came through the mic. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, I mean, the some of the pointers that they gave uh, was wear a collar, mm-hmm. um, and. That, you know, the big, and of course, there we have had 
previous discussions about the meaning of collar in pop versus leather, but I mean, it, oh. it, yeah. Excuse me. Cough. Okay. Uh, this episode brought to you by Ludens. Uh, I wish, then I probably wouldn't be coughing. But okay. <laughs> but you no, know, as a you know, in the pub community, collars are not nearly as much of a signifier of ownership. Mm-hmm. Um, it's more like in the furry community. But also, yeah. I think it's more of a badge of being of the community. It's right. like it's an accessory. It'd be like you know a harness in the leather community. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, a collar in the leather community, I think has more of that meaning of ownership, or at least lends there. But, you know, you wear a bar vest, you wear a harness, that's more like, okay, that's just a thing of the community. And I think with the pups, the collar tends to be more like, okay, this is our yeah, uniform. This, this is how we show that we're this a pup. Is, this is the thing we can buy for 2 bucks at Meyer, as opposed to 50 bucks, you know, from Mr. S to show. I mean, if we're trying to just, you know, we want to go to a pup party, it's like, Okay, this is a nice entry point mm-hmm. to show. And then also a dog tag. You can easily get a dog tag Ten bucks. with your name on it or yep. anything you want on it. So that at at Meyer and probably at your other big box stores, mm-hmm. um custom engraved dog tags mm-hmm. for yeah, ten dollars. Also I'm thinking most collars like pup you know, actual dog collars don't lock. I mean there's Right, yeah. yeah. So there's not that kind of symbol of you know, yeah, binding. It, right. That that in the pup community that you want to have your eye out for that lock. That yeah, like But pup, also be yeah. very important to actually, I guess, also ask. Yeah. Because it's still, different, always, different for different people. Ask, always ask. But yeah, if you're alone, um, and you know, doing this by yourself or, or even out at the bar, mm-hmm. yeah, wearing the collar and having the tag saying pup whatever, mm-hmm. um, to show that uh says so set a schedule for yourself, which yeah, that's just general a good idea. Uh, give yourself treats, kids. Dang it, you're worth it. You're you are a good boy. You deserve treats. Um, spend, make time to spend in the pup space, or or trying to get into the pup space. Um, that was one of the things that the gentleman from Kalamazoo uh, asked about. Was you know how do I get into pup space? I'm like. That that's sort of like asking, how do you meditate? When, mm. I, I I see the two of them as very similar. I mean, you you do it, and it might actually yeah. mean. Uh, I think it probably has a lot to do with the accessories you put on the collar uh, or you, putting on the hood, the pads, even the if tail. You're just, <laughs> even if you're just by yourself in the apartment, right? You deck yourself out in that outfit. Oh yeah, no, a- absolutely. To to get in your full gear. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm thinking about people. Yeah. I mean, or anything that's you know, I know as as full gear as you have, I mean, whatever that gear is. I know you know people who um, it's you know with clothing and just certain types of clothing. Even though they're just dressing up for themselves in the privacy of their apartment, because that's all they feel comfortable doing. They don't feel comfortable going on public with any of this. Uh, you know, just that 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 the outfit puts you in that space a lot. Yes. Also, um, I think you know having certain toys or activities. Or if you have, you know, a, a kennel, you know, yeah. if you put yourself in there, that's, you know, figurative and literally a pup space. Right. And once or, you're in there, you are, you know, a way to get into the zone, so to speak. Yeah. So yeah, if you find yourself as a solo, yeah, make time to let the dog out, to put on all of your, your gear, your collar, your pads, your tail, if you have it, and you know, TGIF, tail goes in first. Uh, and you've never, never heard that one? No. No. For? For, for that when you're getting into pup mode, you should put the tail in first. Okay. Um, especially because, it, especially if you have fist mitts, that makes it very oh. difficult oh, yeah. to put okay. the, the, the tail in last. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, especially the, the plug tails, because those are fun and stimulating. So uh, you want to have, Plenty of movement with those. Whack, 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 whack. But I think the, uh, you know, the thing is, yeah, it's like, it, there's, I I think, you know, there's a thought that it might not seem legitimate because you're just doing it by yourself. You know, that mm-hmm. I think that's maybe where people run into the problem. They see it as this communal activity and, you know, pups are social creatures. Right. And so without that, you know, when you're doing it by yourself at home, is this really pup stuff or is this just some, you know, just some sort of odd, you know, 
it, it feels uncomfortable when you're doing it by yourself because when you're with others who are all doing it, you can get into that space so much easier. You're going with the crowd. You're going with, you know, you have all these other people also participating. It'd right. be like going to, you know, you go to the dungeon and, you know, you, if you were at the dungeon or at, if you were at the bar mm-hmm. and suddenly stripped down to your underwear right. just to wander around the bar on a given, normal given night, I think people would look at you like, okay, what's this about? But you go into a dungeon where half the people are in their underwear or less. It doesn't feel as weird just to go and strip down and wander. Yeah. Uh, but so, you know, maybe being alone, you just, you just don't have that sense of permission. I think that's it. You just have to give yourself that yeah, permission. Give, give yourself permission to and, be and be you know, give, yeah. and give yourself that space uh, just for a bit. And also, I think that will also make it easier for some people. They might not be comfortable doing it in public yet, and so mm-hmm. I think doing it in private kind of is practice uh, for when you're ready then to go to an event or a mosh or something like that, and then right. pop out. Yeah. Uh, final point. Remember, you are valid. So many pets feel as though they are not valid just because they do not have an owner. That is absolutely not true. Every pet, no matter of their species, owner status, or anything else, is no less of a pet than the next. You are a pet. You are a pup. Never let anyone take that away from you. In response, there are many other ways to deal with being a pup without an owner. Feel free to communicate your own ideas to us. We will share them. But the key is to remember that just because you are on your own, you are not any less of a pet. Do what makes you feel like your species, dog, cat, pony, whatever. This was written for a wider than just pop audience. Do what makes you happy. There is nothing that makes you any less of a pet than one that has an owner. Your perfect owner will come along someday. Be patient. Remember to take care of yourself in the meantime. And ask I, questions and reach out. I, I think generally good, but there are a couple points that I'd be like, um, first of all, just saying, you know, you can be a pet alone. Uh, I think that just is for, you know, a lot of people out there have that less sense of value because they're not in a relationship. You know, you're single and, you know, we do have a side of that's like, oh, you're in a relationship, suddenly you seem to have more value. Damn heteronormative patriarchy. Well, and yeah. even in the gay community. I, yeah, I see, yeah, I know. I mean, we we see couples and we're like, oh, yeah, they, they got their act together. They found somebody. So, therefore, even all these single people are just, you know, why the hell are they single? What's wrong with them? It's I think there's this background noise we always have in society that kind of, you know, equates single as... Well, you know, the normal is to be with someone. And my feeling is, uh, no, I think the normal is to be on your own. I don't, you know, I, I sometimes wonder if that hominid we evolved from was more orangutan than chimp. And we're yeah. not really meant to be together, but we there's so many goddamn of us on this goddamn planet, we can't right. get away. Yeah. What, what's the quote? It's not normal, it's just typical. And the other yeah. thing is, and the other quote is, hell is other people. <laughs> um, but so with that in mind, I think... It is healthier to be able to cultivate uh, a good sense of yourself when you're by yourself, whether you're single or practicing any of these things on your own. Um, I've known people who were very unhealthy because they're always with somebody. They could not not be with someone. Oh, yeah. So as soon as there's a breakup, they either had someone in mind or within days they were dating someone else. They were not, they could not deal with being alone until they finally went for therapy and were told at one point, it's like, Hey, try it. The next time you have a breakup, see, and, and she honestly really did discover a lot by herself and realized, Oh, okay. And I think grew a lot when she could figure out how to be alone and not jump from relationship to relationship. Many of which ended spectacularly bad (laughs) because she didn't really vet the people. It's like, I need, I'm, I'm drowning. I need to find something to hold on to. And Oh, yeah, um, that that's that's so, a recipe for disaster. You know, and other people, yeah, uh, do get a lot out of relationships, and it's like more power to you if that's what you want. But at least have tried it on your own to see how you are. So yeah, I would say, yeah. but so that's a more general thing. You should just be, you know, you are valid no matter what your status is, relationship wise or partner wise or handler wise or sir boy wise. Um, and there's something about that last part that I can't, uh, that 
Shut as you read it, yeah. yes, just the last line. So about that, I was like, hmm. Uh, do what makes you happy. There is nothing that makes you any less of a pet okay. than one that has an owner. Your perfect owner will come along someday. That's it. Um, no. No. <laughs> yeah, no. No, there, there is you no have... such thing as soulmate or Mr. Right. Or perfect owner. And also, I think that's a... It's a very common thing. It's like, someday my prince will come. Someday I'll meet Mr. Right. Someday that perfect someone will enter my life and I won't be so alone. That almost seems to go counter to the whole article, which is, no, you are you are valid when you're alone. And don't yeah, don't expect that someone's there, going to come in. You there, need to... there is no the one. There, well, there's a point seven five that you round up to one. Also, you <laughs> might just... You know, even though you would prefer to have someone in your life, you might not. You know, right. I, I hate to be that Debbie Downer, but uh, some of us will live most of our lives alone and die alone. Um, or, or in, or take it the other way. Maybe the perfect one is not one. Maybe it's two or three, and you end up in a triad or a poly. Which would be yeah. lovely, but I'm talking about the people who are like, no, you don't have someone out there for you. Um, you are, you are all there is for you. Your best mate is yourself. And, you know, some people it's like, and they come to that conclusion. I mean, again, the person who had to train herself to be single, um, it really helped her a lot because yeah, honestly, other people, there's a lot of bullshit you can have to put up with from people. Um, and, uh, sometimes it's not bad to just realize it's like, I, the best example of this was, I think it was like a Diet Coke commercial. And it was a video dating service. And there's a woman behind a camera. And, like, there's a stool. And this woman sits down. It's like, okay, so I'm looking over your file. Uh, let's record your, you know, the little blurb. Your blurb. Yeah. Um, so tell me something about yourself. Well, she goes, well, I have a nice job. And, you know, I've got a great house and this incredible dog. And she's listing all the things in her life. And the, the woman's like, okay, and this is even before the video starts. And she's like, wow, it sounds like you have a really nice life there. And the woman on the stool stops and looks and says, yeah, I do. And the woman's like, and then looks up and, and she's, she's gone. gone. And it's like, I love that. It's just like this realization that I have a great life. Why am I looking for someone to share it with when I'm actually damn happy? And um, I, I want to stress that, that that is an option. Some people are uh, just, you know, I think there's a book called Quirky Alone. Um, a few years ago, it was just about, you know, some people are probably actually happier with that circle of friends, the occasional fuck buddy, but not actually sharing a life. And I don't think we really think about that as much in our society. We are programmed and forced. I mean, how many movies have that romantic lead when it's fucking not necessary? Predator. There is even a chick in Predator that he <laughs> saves. And it's like nothing really happened between them. But, oh, you have to have that possibility. And it's like, yeah. really? This is a movie about killing some bloodthirsty alien. Why do we have to have the idea of happily ever after? Maybe. Um, yeah. And so, I mean, so much of society forces us that I really want to stress. Sometimes being alone might be the option. And if it's not, cool. But as long as you've thought about it. And as long as you've played with that idea for yourself and given it an option, I think is important. So just, I mean, I think the, the essay was nice, but that line for me robs a little bit of it. It's like, no, okay. you might just be a solitary feral pup, you know, lone wolf for your life. And that there's some great stuff to be had from that. I mean, you know, that day to day partner, you still want the community. I think you still want to have the people you can hang out with and do stuff with and go to events for and, you know, all end up in a giant puppy pile on a futon. <laughs> Yay! All right. Uh, in the last couple of minutes, mm -hmm. art, crafting, and knitting, um, I'm continuing on with my green and white scarf. Mm -hmm. um, I did goof again on the ribbing, mm -hmm. but I caught it right on the next row. Okay. And so what I did is um, I intentionally dropped the stitch... Uh, and then did a, a drop stitch repair with uh, my crochet hook mm -hmm. um, so that that fixed the... So I pulled it through the other way and was able to fix that uh, the next row through and then continue on. So 
wasn't able to do that with the other one because I was already two rows beyond by the time I caught that one. Um, so, yeah, I was like, wait a minute, I know how to fix this. Just treat it as a drop stitch and, and uh, yeah, keep going. So that's continuing on. And I have found um, a new project that I'm going to be buying the yarn for soon. It is a rainbow mandala afghan. Oh, okay. uh, cro- crocheted, basically crocheted um, using the techniques, the, the bit, the underlying technique of um, like a granny square, mm-hmm. but, but more, it would be a granny hexagon, really. Um, but just doing one of those and making it really, really big. Um, and there's a lot of interesting techniques that are contained in there to get the curves and the waves of the mandala rather than just having rings Mm -hmm. um so i'm looking forward to that because that's it's got some advanced techniques in there that i want to learn and get better at so that's that's going to be my next crochet project is is that Uh, i'm thinking um what are you doing was be wait am i around i think so uh the i think well no that Okay, I was trying to think of a Sunday in March that would possibly work out. Like, we're not right doing this that I could, but we'll have to figure that out. Well, I, so I can yeah. learn crocheting or have a yeah. crocheting I, tutorial. I am available next week. I, um, I'm I ha- not because it's second Sunday and things going on. Actually, I might be later. Okay, yeah, the, yeah, the thing I have usually starts at noon, and honestly, is usually done by three. So that might not be. Yeah, so, so maybe we, yeah, we we could do it in, in the later afternoon. Okay. Yeah, uh, my husband is going to be doing some political action thing. Okay, uh, that weekend. But also, yeah. I mean, even if he's not, I mean, this yeah. is just us sitting around crocheting. You know, it's best when he's not here for the recording, so right. we can actually have an hour of you well, know, quiet apartment right. time. But no, saying that that. Because he's going to need the car that weekend. Okay. And, oh, okay. Uh, another um, one of the people at DBC was like, are you doing anything next week? And I'm like, well, I don't know yet. Hmm. And so, no, my husband will have the car. So okay. I will not be entertaining another gentleman. God. I will be sitting here and pro- possibly teaching you to crochet. Of course, the week after that oh, yes. is the three-day uh, number six dungeon. With a possible podcast recording? Uh, maybe. I don't know. Um, perhaps I will bring the recorder to uh, number six. Interviews? Oh, maybe. Yeah. Anyone who wants to, like, talk about... The, the history of number six and, you and know, the future of it. and yeah. Thing, or just, like, great, you know, 30 years of scenes. Uh, yeah. You know, what if... I think... Wait, when did it really start? 20, uh, 25 years. Okay. Yeah. So, um, you know, if someone just wants to recount, you know, what it was, you know, early great scenes they remember, uh, you kind of, so it might be that maybe just testimonials or things like that. That could be yeah. a very intriguing thing. So, um, the, uh, for me, craft wise, uh, there wasn't really much in the way of crafting except I, uh, well at DBC, um, the guy who tied up the, the new ish guy, mm-hmm. um, you know, tied him to the webbing. He himself is, I think, did a fine job, but is newer with ropes. And uh, he was asking, oh, how, you know, did you see any things? I'm like, I'm not one to talk about. I still need to learn. Right. But it kind of occurred to me, it's like, well, unlike with crochet or knitting, where you need to have some basics down to really do anything worth looking at. Mm -hmm. Not so much with rope. With rope, I think the basic you need to get down is how not to damage the bottom. Like what you know, what hitches and that not to use on flush so it doesn't like cinch and cause nerve damage or circulation yeah. loss. I mean, basic safety. But past that, um, you know, a few basic knots, and then from there, it's just like you just do it. You jump in. You know, I think you like it to like punk music. Yeah, it's like you learn some basic chords and then you just play. And if you're not so good, doesn't matter. <laughs> you do it. Right. And I think the same thing with rope. Isn't that? kind of occurred to me it's like if you want to just tie people up you learn a handful of basics and then you make it pretty and elegant later but you just tie people up and be functional and not damaging yeah i i think the main thing is um square knots because mm-hmm. th- those won't tighten and then just make sure that when you're doing your wrapping you've got a little bit of give to it i think they say uh, like the two fingers yeah like, yeah like, yeah that, that you're able to slip two fingers in there between the rope and the skin so you know you're not right. too tight right and you know good bondage 
will have a little bit of wiggle to it. Because if you're completely immobile, that's not fun. You, you need to be able to fight against it a little bit. Oh, yeah. That was when we had the guy down on the table. He was writhing wonderfully. And I was like, oh, yay. Yay. And on that note, we've run out of time again. Send your questions, comments, show ideas, dirty pictures, or project photos to harryprone at gmail.com. Tweet at us. We are at harryprone.com. And please leave a rating and review on iTunes. Our theme music is Hotspot by Aux, used under the Creative Commons Attribution License. We are your hosts, Sir Arcane. And Lansing Mike. Wishing you peace, love, and perversion. Good night. Night. Night.